This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. Paleo Valley's meat sticks have been a lifesaver during this hot summer. Since they're shelf stable, I always have three Paleo Valley meat sticks in my bag at all times. It's also been perfect for my boys' lunch boxes. I love Paleo Valley's grass finished beef sticks and pasture raised turkey sticks because they support US family farmers that focus on regenerative agriculture. These meat sticks are from animals that have never been fed grains, soy, corn, or GMOs and have never been given antibiotics. The spices in these meat sticks are also 100% organic. The sticks come in five different flavors, and my favorite is the original beef stick, and my boys love the teriyaki beef sticks and the original pasture raised turkey stick. Paleo Valley's meat sticks are a perfect snack and, frankly, a great value without skimping on quality. Each stick is about $2 with our discount code, and it comes in a 10 pack bag. Make sure to support this podcast and head over to paleovalley.comslash CATG and use code CATG to get 15% off your first order. Thanks for listening and supporting the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. Laura and I are just going to be talking really candid. This is what this podcast is all about. It's one thing to say, I want to eat something else that's not meat. It's a whole other thing to say, you need to eat something else that's not meat. If you notice that you're jumping from diet to diet, at a certain point, you have to wonder. The only common denominator is me. Get outside, go for a walk, get some vitamin D, breathe some fresh air,、uh, and, and stay happy and healthy and, and take care of yourselves. Let's just have some real talk. <laughs> Welcome to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. Thanks for joining the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. My name is Judy Cho, and I'm here with my friend and co host, Laura Spath. We are just a few days away from Christmas, and we just you know, wanted to make this a very light and fun conversation so that if you're driving across the country, if you're just、um, listening to this while you're prepping your foods, that you just have some you know, friends and cheer to just kind of have your day going. So,、uh, Laura, what are your plans for Christmas or this Christmas week? You know, we, my mom always comes into town on Christmas, which is nice. So, those of you who have been following our journey for a long time are very, very familiar with my mom.、Uh, and if not, you can kind of hear her weight loss and healing story、um, more on YouTube. But she,、uh, she always comes to visit us for Christmas. And so, that's been really special、um, to have her here. And the kids always love that. So, that Christmas morning, she gets to be a part of that with us. Um, and, you know, we cook a lot of meat. I usually take a bunch of some time off at Christmas. So it's just a really nice, slow paced time. The holidays can be so hectic. And our goal is really just to kind of like wind down the year, spend a lot of time together as a family,、um, and do lots of fun Christmas things together. I, somehow I get, end up getting stuck wrapping all the presents for everybody, and nobody else helps me. And so I'm always the one wrapping、uh, all the presents. But, you know, our Christmas traditions have really changed over the years. Because we don't eat a bunch of sweets, and I don't spend days and days baking cookies and pies and、um, all the different co- Christmas candies and stuff that I used to do back in the day. And so it really feels so much more relaxed now and less stressful because I'm not worried about all of those things.、Um, our Christmas dinner has really changed where we focus on, you know, we usually eat some expensive, fancy steaks, and our new tradition or Carnivore tradition for the last four years now has been crab legs. So, something that I love so much is those Alaskan king crab legs. It's not really in my budget to eat them often. So, 
that's kind of our big splurge for Christmas is to eat crab legs and fancy steaks and lots of butter. And, and it doesn't take all day to cook, but it kind of, the cost about the same as if I was to cook a big Christmas dinner and all the fixings. And so things like that have been, um, an adjustment for us over the years, but the longer that I'm meat-based and the longer we kind of approach this way of eating in the holiday season that way, it actually gets so much less stressful. Like it just feels so much easier this way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, a few years ago, I did the whole uh, Thanksgiving dinner for my family and to time the things of sides and all of those things that I wouldn't eat anyway. I just remember it being really stressful. Um, it does make it really simple and it just normalizes it. I mean, the other day someone asked me, like, how, how is it for your kids to eat meat based? I mean, do they feel awkward, weird in front of their friends? And I'm like, said no. And it's just, um, it's very normal, but I realize that for other people, it's likely not, but you just get used to it, I guess. For our family, we normally go back to Los Angeles because that's where I'm from. And we have a family get together, which normally has like five families. So there's over 50 people and it's a lot of people. And that sounds very hectic. Yeah, it's. And so what we would normally do is then there's always some meat and I would maybe eat that. But in general, I, I would normally eat before the party. And there's a lot of snacks and other things, but I just, you know, choose to socialize and no one even notices anything anyway. But this year, our family is going to Florida. And so we're just going to spend the holidays out there. Um, I've never done that for Christmas, so it'll be different. And then we will probably find a good Brazilian barbecue or some meat place to eat. And well, I'm telling you now, Judy, like finding a place that's open on Christmas. Okay. This is my advice for you. Finding a place that's okay. open on Christmas is difficult. And also then getting reservations. Like if you just find, oh, this place is open on Christmas and you just show up on Christmas day, girl, you guys aren't going to get in, especially with all of you. You need to plan this now. Like you're already too late. You need to go figure out a reservation for where you guys are going to eat on Christmas. Do you know if those Brazilian barbecue places are open during uh, Christmas? I know Fogo is, but you have to okay. get a reservation. Like you need Yesterday. to get a reservation. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I know where, I know where you're going to be in Florida and I don't know. There's not a Fogo right there. So oh, okay. you'll have to call and find out about the other ones if there is one there, but that would be your best bet. But I know for sure you're going to need a reservation. Like, I know. I didn't even think about that. I've been so busy. You need to get on that. Are you guys are going to be getting McDonald's drive through? Actually, I don't even think McDonald's is burger patties. You can't even get that. They're not even open. They're not even open on Christmas. You need to figure this out. Are you going to be eating rotisserie chicken? (laughs) I know it's so true because we never eat out on Christmas. I didn't even think about it. So a lot of grocery stores and stuff are closed too, but I, okay. I love your tip though. Cause our family, you know, we're a little family of four. We bring my mom in. We don't have extended family. It's not a big chaotic thing. And so I'm spoiled. The fact that my mom and my husband eat meat-based, my kids eat, um, uh, obviously they're going to eat meat with us and they're going to have steaks on Christmas, but then they'll have a couple other sides that we keep really simple for them. But I don't have to deal with this big family and everybody else's requests the way that you have in the previous years. And so the tip of eat some meat before you go. And then if there's something there you can eat, great. And if there's not, you... First of all, you're not starving, but then you also can kind of like, there's going to be a main course and around holidays, it's usually some kind of ham or um, prime rib or something, a turkey. There's going to be something there that you can nibble on. And and I love that uh, advice that you gave. And, and you're right. Most people aren't even going to notice. Yeah, I, I think that's the best way is just eat beforehand. So you don't have to worry about 
Will the ham have honey on it? Will there be a lot of sugar on the meats? And so, or will there even be meats?、Um, if you just plan ahead and you eat enough that, let's say, worst case, that all you can do is nibble on a little bit of cheese at the party, then you won't be ravenous and then eat other things there because you're already nourished. And so that's how I often do it. I don't even. Worry too much about if there's a like my husband's holiday events we used to go to. I never worried about what's on the menu because I would just eat beforehand. Yeah, that's so smart. And then that way you have something, or you also, if you depending on if you're supposed to bring something, you can offer to bring、um, something that you know you can eat. So at、right. least that way you know, hey, I'll bring the ham because then you know that that's there. So like when we go on vacation to visit family, that's kind of it. Like I always. Offer to do the cooking, or I offer to bring something. You could bring meatballs that you know aren't going to be filled with breadcrumbs, and you know it's something that you're comfortable with. I know a lot of carnivores tend to add things like tomato sauce around the holidays, so they'll eat meatballs with some, you know, low sugar marinara sauce on top and mozzarella cheese, and you know, offering to bring something that you know you can eat. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be embarrassed, but I know some people would have a hard time like sitting there eating a steak for Christmas <laughs> while everybody else is eating turkey and. <laughs> Mashed potatoes and stuff, but I've seen the pictures before where most people then end up getting jealous of the person who's eating steak. So,、um, you know, offering to bring something you know you can eat is also really good. But at this point, you're probably listening to this and it's like already Christmas. So your the tips for the holidays time is over. We just hope you're having a wonderful, relaxing holiday.、Um, I hope this is a positive time for you. I hope it is. You know, Christmas can be a really hard time of year for a lot of people. Yeah,、um, it can be pretty lonely and it can be pretty stressful for those that have lost loved ones.、Um, for those that are alone this year, I hope you are with people that love you.、Um, I hope that you are not in a situation that is stressful. And if you are, we're definitely、um, we're thinking of you because I know that sometimes this family obligations、um, can be frustrating. So、um, I hope that's going well for you. The tip I recommend is that if you do have people that you see, like let's say the grocery store or the post office, I would just make conversation with some people because humans we just need connection. The other day I went into Seven Eleven and I got a coffee because I know that that particular Seven Eleven happens to just hold half and half, and so I went in there, and the lady just was like. Yeah, I only really like kids, and then I'm like an adult, right? So then we smile, and she goes, "Okay, I like some adults, but kids—they're just easy to love." And I go, "Oh yeah, for sure." And we had a chuckle, and then I left the place smiling. And oh, and I forgot to tell you, part of the story is they—they they ran out of half and half, and so I had to get black <laughs> coffee. And so I was kind of frustrated leaving because I was like, "Oh, I made a stop," but she had me smiling and laughing when I left. The place, and it was just that quick connection that made me feel better. And if we are not around family this year or friends,、um, I would just recommend talking to a fellow neighbor or somebody that you run across in the street, and maybe share a joke. And maybe that's weird, but you know, just have a light conversation. And if you can bring a smile to one another, then you have made an impression on one another's day, and it could make. Or it could change the trajectory of the day to be a better one, and that's pretty powerful. So, even if you're not around your loved ones, I'd suggest、um, just trying to make any bit of connection. Yeah. Overall, we hope that you are having a wonderful Christmas holiday,、um, or however you choose to celebrate. I hope that、um, you're doing well and you're getting excited for the beginning of the new year.、Um, I think you know we wanted to make this short and sweet, and I think that was kind of our main point, right? 
yeah, we just wanted to really wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and um, that we hope that you are having a good season of love and peace. There's always something to be grateful for. There's always um, good light in this world. And, you know, if you're stuck in the dark right now, you have the option to scream in the dark or you have the option to turn on the light. And I say it's much easier to turn on the light. And um, the first step may always be the hardest, but focus on turning on the light because that's when you can actually see. Um, we have some questions and some reviews that came through and we wanted, first of all, just to say thank you for the support. That's the best thing that you can give us during this Christmas season is uh, just your support. And we're so grateful for that over the last year. I can't believe we've been doing this podcast for as long as we have already. And um, we're really excited to continue it next year and, and hope it's bringing you value. We want to read some of the reviews that we got. There's, this is a, that's a great way to ask us questions. Um, and then also to, um, we really appreciate the support. So um, J.E. Dixie said, I just ran across your podcast. I'm so excited. I love what I've heard so far, and I'm happy for more healthy information on hand to listen to. I just listened to the episode on restriction and binging and the analogies you all gave really clicked with me. I plan on keeping that thought with me every day as a tool to put it to good use. So I love, thank you for the specific feedback that helps us uh, yeah. a lot. And I'm really glad that that was helpful. Yeah, it's really um, insightful to see certain episodes that you guys bring up in these comments. Okay, so the next one is Cynthia612. Wow, my favorite podcast I've ever heard. There are definitely way too many voices out there all saying their own thing, which keeps me dreaming of reaching their results. Totally now only listening to you gals exclusively because, well, you speak the truth. Thanks for all you do. Much love. Thank you. The next one is um, from House 13 um, on the episode Fear Cells. This episode was so encouraging to me. It's so easy to get overwhelmed and confused by all the information out there. So that's definitely what we hope. And uh, I'm glad that was helpful. Okay, the next one is Millay 74 Question, love the podcast. Thanks for the podcast. Find them very helpful and informative. I am a heavily meat-based ketovore. I am heading into my 50s with one ovary. And one of my health goals is getting and keeping my hormones where they need to be. I know it can be vary from individual to individual, but what sort of goals should a woman my age have? Trying to find that balance between losing fat and eating enough of the right thing is challenging. I've lost 55 pounds in the past year and need to lose at least 20 more. Are there other supplements that can help us pre-menopausal uh, ladies? Let me first say, first of all, congratulations and 55 pounds a year especially when you're in your fifties and we know weight loss gets harder, the older that you get, like that is incredible. And, uh, I think you just, my guess is uh, Judy's going to answer from a nutritional perspective, but I think you need to keep being consistent and doing what you're doing. And obviously it's working and you need to make sure that you're eating enough, but the rest of that 20 pounds is going to come if you just give it time uh, and make sure you're doing what's working for you. So from a more scientific perspective, what do you think, Judy? So when you, are closer to your ideal weight, the weight loss does get harder because you have less resources that your body can tap into. If you even do fasting, it becomes a little bit harder. Um, if you start eating too much fat, you can actually stall. There are those little nuances, but I would make sure that you are eating sufficiently. So make sure to eat the rainbow of meats, uh, beef, chicken, pork, and uh, fish, and then make sure you're getting the fatty acids from the salmon and the salmon roe or the sardines with the bones in. And then just making sure that you're eating enough. If you, by chance, 
have lost some of the weight by under eating, uh, you may just want to make sure that you're eating sufficiently. The way you'll know is by your hormones. So if you are losing too much hair, you're feeling too cold, you know, all the symptoms of hypothyroid, uh, the low fatigue, low mood, all of these things are probably less than ideal. But let's say you're not having all of that and you're just feeling good. I would recommend just making sure you're having sufficient fat. And then I would consider adding in, like Laura used to do, the two um, three-day fasts. Like those really help kick in more of the autophagy and the ketones, the weight loss. And so the trick is that when you are refeeding, that you make sure and eat sufficiently. Otherwise, your metabolism will crash. Um, in terms of these supplements, I don't, I don't like giving nutritional supplements unless there is a malnutrition issue and that would only be temporarily. From there, if you need support in terms of your sleep because you're perimenopausal or you're having hot flashes and you're not sleeping well, there is a temporary support for that. Um, you can always email customer support for Nutrition with Judy and I can help you there. But in general, I say the nutrition should be coming from your food. Yeah. She's not going to tell you to go take a vitamin C tablet. <laughs> Or vitamin D because you're, you know, like getting closer yes. to menopause. Like that's not, don't do that. Yeah. Um, Skin to go girl says the best. I'm loving your podcast. You keep it real when I truly, uh, which I truly appreciate. Thank you so much. And we are very grateful for you. Thank you. The next question is from B Robinson. Um, and it's much love and a question. I absolutely love you both. Y'all sincerity and all things carnivore is a much needed relief from navigating information online. I appreciate the variety of topics and the fact that you both take the time to answer questions is incredible. Thank you. My question is that, have you ever seen swelling in the forearm near the elbow? I follow carnivore mostly keto occasionally and have been fairly strict. My left arm has a bump, hard bump, not of swelling by my elbow, but lab work only shows inflammation and an ultrasound showed nothing was wrong. My left arm has been like this for three weeks, my right arm for two, and my left leg started two days ago. Two doctors and three nurses are stumped. I've been told I'm a medical mystery help. You know, I, well, I do have a friend who like gets these like bumps on his arm and eventually every couple of years he has to go in and like have them removed. Mm -hmm. um, but they're just kind of like under the skin growths that he gets, but I don't really know from a like nutritional standpoint, like how you would address that. Um, I mean, obviously if you're trying to reduce inflammation, like being super strict and being aware of like, um, seed oils and, and any type of spices and plants and inflammation would be my suggestion to start. But I, I don't know about that specifically, though. I don't know enough information to say exactly why, but here's some thoughts. If you are swelling in your arms and it's all of a sudden since this new diet, I would take an inventory of what you're eating. Sometimes when we drastically reduce, uh, reduce the oxalates, we can have oxalate dumping and it can just be in any parts of your skin and um, that can actually cause inflammation. If you know that you used to eat a lot of oxalate rich foods like turmeric, dark chocolate, almond, spinach, all of those foods have really high oxalates and then now you're reducing it. And if you have these symptoms and they're painful, it may be an oxalate dumping symptom. It could also be that maybe as you're switching your diet, you're releasing some toxins and your detox symptoms are, or detox pathways are not able to remove them quickly enough. And so if you're not having consistent bowel movements, you're not, and I'm not even sure how old you are, but um, if you are not having consistent periods, so if your hormones don't show that regulation, it could be something related to that. 
and you may need to support your liver. There's a lot of things that I don't know, but I would look at your diet and start maybe a food log and see, are there certain foods or days that I'm eating a certain way that now these, um, the swelling is increasing. And if it is, there might be a certain food that you're eating that's affecting it. And if it's not food related, then you may want to take an inventory of possible oxalates from before. And then if it's not that, I would consider how often are you having bowel movements? I recommend at least every other day. If you're not, you may be recirculating toxins that are being released from the weight loss. And now they're just getting stored in random places and you're not feeling well. You have to have the bowel movements. You have to have the sweating. I recommend dry sauna and then making sure you're getting your electrolytes. But I would just start with that. Yeah, it's a little bit older of a review too, because we haven't done these in a little oh, bit. And so hopefully they're feeling better. Yeah, feeling better since then. And I hope that maybe there's an update that they can uh, let us know on um, since then too. That is true. Um, the next one is from Ashley Brow and it's titled Advocates. I've been listening from the beginning. And while Laura and Judy discuss a variety of topics regarding the carnivore diet, my biggest takeaway and appreciation is that they sincerely advocate for those of us that were are a hot mess. Those of us that acted like it was fall for the last 20 years of our life or like every meal was our last meal, as Laura said, and now have found healing with carnivore. This lifestyle is a complete life changer for people with addiction issues and metabolic syndrome. I will continue to unapologetically advocate along with them and that this is where so many of us need to go to find healing and we can continue to heal as long as we stay here. Thanks for everything. Ashley, big red hair on Instagram. Ashley, I think that summarizes everything that Judy and I want from this podcast. Like I want to take that and make it a blur when people like, what's your (laughs) podcast about? I want to just show them that review. And I, I appreciate that. And we haven't always made friends with everybody, (laughs) but I think that that's it. Like, that's exactly what it is, is that I am unapologetically an advocate for this way of eating because I was a hot mess and Ashley gets it. And, and I, and I just have found so much healing here that I can't, Uh, I can't ignore that. So thank you for, thanks for getting us girl. Yeah, this is good. Thank you. Um, The next one is selling Phoenix eating during the holidays. Really appreciated the discussion about getting through November to January and all of the struggles we face when one has addictive behaviors. Good things to think about that. I hope will help make choices. I feel good about not only while eating, but after. Awesome. Thank you. And the last one that we have for today is uh, unique and precise information from drums. How do you feel about FMT? And I have no idea what that is. So that's a Judy question. Yeah. So FMTs are basically um, switching your microbiome through a feces transplant. Um, so getting uh, someone else's transplant. That's a poop question, Judy. Listen, we did a whole episode on like the poop question. <laughs> so that one probably stemmed from the poop question. But now we're talking about transferring poop. This is definitely a Judy question. Yeah, so it really depends. There are some studies. um, So I think in the US, only certain diseases can even qualify for FMTs. Um, I think one is a C. diff, and maybe the other one's MRSA. But if you have a severe illness, I would focus on the diet and lifestyle first, foremost, than doing an FMT. There are studies where um, there was one where someone did an FMT, they felt better, but all of a sudden, they were gaining a lot of weight, really unexplainably. And then they found out that the, um, the, uh, the FMT that they received was from someone that was obese. So it's thinking about, we just don't know enough and the just switching the stools and trying to help have someone else's 
bowel movements, um, change your microbiome can be risky because in their system, it may be healthy, but in yours, it may not be. And then there's just, there's just a lot that maybe if you've tried every avenue, it may be helpful, but we just don't know enough. I don't use it as a first tool whatsoever with my clients. Got it. Now we know. Um, Thank you guys so much for the reviews. Thank you for the support. We hope you were having a wonderful Christmas and a happy holiday season in general. Uh, If you want to ask us more questions as we move into the new year, uh, if you're having questions or you need troubleshooting things, putting it in a review. Uh, We appreciate the five-star reviews, but putting questions in those reviews is a way for us to um, be able to answer them on the podcast. And we will make sure that we get to them uh, as we move forward. So it's a great place if you're needing help with troubleshooting and you can't get a hold of us. Um, Yeah. And some of you guys email the Nutrition with Judy site directly, but um, it can get lost with my clients and people actually shopping on the page or you know interested in other things. So I do recommend just leaving a review and asking the question there so that we have it in one spot and we can address your questions. Thank you all. Hope you have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share and leave us a review and leave any comments and questions on Apple Podcasts. We will read and answer your questions and comments on an upcoming podcast episode. This also helps us to share our real talk with more community members. You can also find me on my other podcast, Nutrition with Judy, on all podcast channels. You can also follow my content on Nutrition with Judy's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find Carnivore Cure in paperback, ebook, and audio on Amazon. I also have a blog post and weekly newsletter with nutrition and wellness updates. You can sign up at nutritionwithjudy.com. You can find Laura on Instagram at Laura East Bath. You can follow along on her daily stories and see some of her funny skits. You can also find Laura on her YouTube channel where she shares tips on living a meat-based lifestyle. If you're wondering how much meat to eat in a day, week, or month, Laura has you covered. She also shares how to make a perfect sear on a steak and how extended fasting looks like in real life. You can find her YouTube channel by searching Laura's Bath. Thanks again for listening to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. And remember, make sure to cut against the grain. Cut against the grain.